Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Have you ever uh, gone to the closet looking for something and uh, 45 minutes later you find yourself sitting on the floor looking through old pictures or maybe a photo album of your life? And you notice a picture of yourself where you've just got this big-ass grin on your face. You're just genuinely happy, and and life is good, and you're just radiant. You know, when we talk about the notion of our soul, our soul conspires for that happiness. Our soul conspires for that um, that uh, joyful feeling. And uh, tonight, we're going to talk about a story of our souls. The topic tonight is a story of our souls, remembering love. And our guest tonight is Jody Burke. We're going to bring Jody on in just a minute. But boy, howdy, who would have thought that when we incarnated this time around, <laughs> I mean, just a year ago, life seems somewhat normal, and something happened when we hit the 2020. Maybe it's time for our vision to get clear. Maybe it's time for our perception to get clear. It's a, it's a curious time to be alive. And a lot of people have lost sight of the the reason why their soul chose to come here this time around. Um, the the little self, the ego self, in a lot of people are, are very stressed, very afraid, very confused, very worried about this timeline that's playing out. And we chose to come here. We chose we chose to incarnate for this lifetime. And I suggest to you that the, the, this incarnation is one for the record books. <laughs> and I don't think that can be uh, understated whatsoever. We're, we're looking at the transformation of a planet. We're looking at the evolution of a planet, of the, of the human population of an entire planet and you know every week I have this show I I think about where are we right now with this uh, pandemic and just just a year ago we couldn't have understood how an event such as it is could touch every single person on the planet could touch every single person in every single country all over the planet and looky look here we are it's the it's the rototiller of our complacency <laughs> it's the uh, it's a wake up call at the hotel it's the flipping alarm clock going off after too many snoozes we are we are at the eye of the needle, the precipices of the awakening of an entire planet. And I'm sure your soul said, put me down for that. I don't want to miss that at all. And yet sometimes our, our minds, our egos are like, what the hell did I sign up for? What's going on here? What I really like about tonight's show is we're going to delve into um, just what's happening now and, and look at a perspective that I very much appreciate. The topic, again, is a story of our souls remembering love, and that's the name of Jody Burke's book. It's a it's a delightful book that is it has a a very rich and comprehensive look at exactly what's going on in this um, 
in this karmic tsunami, if you will. <laughs> um, I think we're going to have plenty to talk about. I think it's time we can jump into it. What if, what if you are not your body, your labels, your stories, your emotions, or even your identity? Who or what then would you be? What if you agreed to play a game called life, a game that had you learning about expanded awareness while putting on a human costume after walking through the veil of amnesia into the illusion of separation to create different experiences outside of love. Gotta love that. Yet now you've forgotten that it is just a game. If you wondered about any of those, then you will love this book. This story encapsulates some quantum physics, science, and fiction with a little truth woven throughout the book. In this present-day reality, things may not seem to be what we have been taught or told. A, a story of souls talks about avatar suits, our DNA, energy, the matrix, the hologram, the dark ones, separations, programs, and our soul's purpose, and much more. Jody Burke is the author of this book, and she joins us now to be a guest on our show tonight. Jody, we finally got you on the show. Welcome to the show. Hi, and thank you very much. It's so wonderful to be here. You know, I'm I'm very impressed with your book, A Story of Our Souls. It at how comprehensive it is. I mean, it it looks. It takes a very um, in-depth look at um, the the paradigm, the narrative that the, our human story is going through right now. What what brought you to write a book like this? Um, I I hadn't planned on it. It it literally after about three weeks. I um, it was last January twenty nineteen. I was really sick with the flu and. I just came up one day to the uh, rooftop mirror door and uh, to get some sunshine, and it just came to me, and I started writing. I spent like three and a half hours just writing the outline of the book. It it seems um, quite timely now that um, the veil, if you will, is being pulled back from our human eyes. Um, the and the the topics in the book um, cover a pretty broad swath of of the backstory, if you will, that has brought us up to this point. Is is the contents of this book something that was um, um, fresh in your mind? I mean, would you have had a conversation about this two years ago, three years ago? Well, some of the stuff in the book, I, you know, I've been studying or uh, researching, uh, you know, over the years, you know, the chakras and energies and, you know, I've taken lots of courses, but um, so I guess, you know, some of it, it came from that, but the, the storyline was what um, basically I got the download of and then I just kind of added the other pieces into with it. The the notion of what we're experiencing now as the matrix or the hologram, um, how do you see yourself? I mean, if if what we're looking at here is a hologram or, or a matrix of consciousness, how do you how do you play the game? I mean, engage in your life and yet still look at it as this this um, matrix of illusion, so to speak. 
for me, I think um, the matrix is where we, uh, like the programs are that we uh, keep us in separation. You know, the, our beliefs, our patterns, um, our thought processes of I'm not good enough, I can't do that, I'll never, you know, um, those beliefs and, and programs, really. Um, the more we let go of those and just move in the direction of becoming the best version of ourselves possible, and it's nothing to do with com- competing or judging or success, it's following, for me, what's um, the breadcrumbs of joy that, you know, make your heart sing, and and that's the way the soul connects and talks to you is through the heart, and we can let those, I guess, programs go, and the matrix has less control over us, if that makes sense. Sure, but, I mean, we can say let go of our programming, and then there's the actual process of letting go of our programming. How do we... How do we find out um, what our programming is? Because some of it might be obvious, but a lot of times um, our, a lot of our programming isn't something we're consciously aware of. Right, right. Um, sometimes it's helpful if you take an honest um, evaluation of where you are, and it's it's not a a place to beat yourself up or judge self, but if you say, well, I'm here doing X, Y, Z, but I really want to be over there as a, as a reference point. Um, let's say you're flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, but you really want to um, create art or, or trade stocks or whatever it is. You look at, well, what do I need to do? Because sometimes we need training, but also when we align more with what do I need to think and feel um, to be over there in the sense of what am I thinking and feeling to be here flipping burgers at McDonald's or wherever and I hate my job. So you start looking at the uh, patterns that you have in your life. Um, that the, that starts the awareness process. Um, you know, maybe you, you've had four bad relationships in a row and, you look over back, and it's a different face, different place, but the same theme or energies are there. Um, it starts off great, and then it runs downhill really faster. And so you start acknowledging what's uh, going on in your life that's working and not working, and you recognize maybe the, the, the patterns and the same type of themes or energies, and then you can go, well, now that I'm aware of that, I need to interrupt or start changing how I think and feel. Right. Does that make sense? It, yeah, it kind of, it's like sprinkling flour on the kitchen floor to see if you've been sleepwalking. You got to, you got to, you got <laughs> um, to pay attention to your behavior and choices where perhaps in the past you might not have, you know, like, Every time in a relationship, I don't speak up. I don't represent what I want. I always take the back seat. As an example, I think is what you're saying. Is that right? Correct, yes. So um, when when we look at the the way humanity is transforming now, I mean, um, social media... For me, for me, it's been a real kick in the pants as far as getting a look at the collective consciousness. I mean, people are so stirred up, if you will. People are so, um, it's like all their buttons are being pushed. <laughs> and uh, um, I, for myself, I had no idea that some people were so afraid afraid, just raw fear, and and in this time of upheaval, both collectively and I suggest individually, um, how do we how do we um, spread the flower on the floor when it comes to what everybody believes on social media and and the um, the sides, if you will, that people take 
towards particular issues. What's a what's a measuring stick that we can can measure ourselves with to make sure we're not just projecting our own dogma out and and that perhaps we're on the um, dark side of the fence, the shadow side of consciousness. How do you measure that? Um, I'm being, I guess, cautious right now because people are easily triggered um, and there is a lot of fear. And I, I, when I see that, I'm trying to open my heart more because love will always overcome the fear or judgment, like in the sense that um, I don't need to uh, increase their fear. I can just send them love. I don't judge them. And uh, this, some of the, like the anger and things like that, I'm starting to see. I listened to something the other night and I thought that's what it's taking people to wake up and um, get out of that, that sleep or that slumber and, you know, I don't want to see like violence and things like that. Um, some of it's out of control, but uh, it's. I think emotion is what gets people out of the um, the sleep, and the fear is. I I just I send these people love because I just can't imagine being that that scared right now. Right, you know it's. Um, millions, if not billions, of prayers have been prayed to a god or all the gods or some of the gods over the years, over the centuries of of war and struggle on this planet. And zero times has a glowing orb come down from the sky, some god or goddess deity. Zero times have have a god shown up and waved the magic wand and just erased our struggle, erased our suffering. And for a long time I thought, well, if gods are powerful, they really suck at solving problems because with so many prayers being spoken over the centuries, here we are still struggling. And I realize it's, you know, our soul, a story of our souls. Our souls chose to go into this darkness. We, we chose to, to go to on this planet, boy howdy, to the very edge of darkness. And so when I see somebody on Facebook or social media in general, like you say, and they're, they're in fear and whatnot, just sending them love because I really like that response for yours because in truth, it's their call, what happens in their life. You can't strong arm. God or goddess won't reach over our shoulder and grab the steering wheel and take us out of the weeds. It's, it's our free will and it's our journey, if you will, that that really brings us about. So I, I like the notion of when you see people that are that are having a tough time to just extend that that component of of love to them as a as a way to help them transform because it's I mean ultimately it it's their decision, isn't it? It is, but at the same time, um, fear is another program. I mean, it's just another um, perception, like um, separation of of love. And the more we, I guess, for me, just you know, we send it out. That's that's energy, and they may not consciously be aware of it, but it may affect them subconsciously. And just little by little, they might start making a change. Well, why is she not as scared? Like what? And then they start asking questions, or maybe they'll start researching, or shut the TV off, or you know. So it does have its effect. Right. There's no there's no agenda there though. When I send the love, it's it's just there's no agenda because you're right. right it is free will. 
Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to watch, but it is. It is free will. Mm -hmm. I mean, so what about the scallywags, the scoundrels, the the um, the the villains, if you will, of the storyline? I mean, in in the in your book, you talk about the dark ones and the 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 darker side of of how our human storyline has been manipulated um how do you how do you reconcile those kind of personas in your in your mind if um using the the vehicle of love if you will um i think after a while like when i first started uh going down the rabbit hole and finding out things i mean i probably well i did i had a hatred for them almost i mean they're nasty they do, they do evil things and then again it has to um it, it keeps that type of uh thought and feeling keeps you in the duality and if you can for me, I just learned to step back and observe more, and um, I just kind of look at it as a show now. And I know that there's a lot of evil that's gone on and has been going on, and I know, I don't know how I know, I just feel it deeply in my heart, it's being taken care of, and we will come out the other side even better. And, yeah, I just... Oh wow, they're playing interesting roles in this uh, game. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it is it is taken care of on a on really a, a galactic scale. There's there's mm-hmm. so much going on behind the scenes, if you will. But um. In your book, you talk about the dark ones and and their um, intent to control or dominate the the planet, the species, and whatnot. And here we are at the point of transition. And like I said, behind the scenes, there's an enormous amount of of help and support that have that have come to the planet to help us. But in the end game. It'll be the human beings on planet Earth that create heaven or hell. It's like they're clearing a space for us, but we have to step up and fill in that space. We can't move into the future and expect to create heaven if we have bitterness or anger or resentment in our hearts in order for us to to fill the void, if you will, it's it's a very, very human thing to do. It, it's like they're clearing the path for us, but we have to step up to feel that, don't you think? Absolutely, because, I mean, like you said, things are being taken off, uh, taken care of off-planet, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes, but... We, the more we awaken and wake up and be present in the moment, it, it is our consciousness, which really that's what the fight's about. That's why we have so many distractors. And when we can be more present in our life, we can make better choices and create that heaven on earth. Right, right. And it's up to us to, to recognize that and and step up to that, if you will. It's, uh, you know, when when you look at the mythology of humanity on the planet, um, we're really coming out of quite the karmic tsunami, if you will. We have so many thousands of years of, of suffering and heartache on the planet, and um, the the weight on our shoulders, so to speak, is being cleared away, and nobody's got um, um, in general nobody has experience with this new paradigm because we've all come out of the past so to speak I mean I mean the, the lineage of our souls if we think of a, a straight temporal timeline even though it could be said that 
that's not the, um, the real reality. But what I'm saying is um, the momentum of our soul up to this moment has been lifetimes of, of uh, very challenging situations, and we're at this point where we're going to pivot into a new paradigm where we don't have the burden of the of the shadow side, the the dark side that is burden this planet. How do we how do we daydream or imagine or how do we um, come out of the shadow ourselves? and create a paradigm that perhaps hasn't existed on this planet for some time. I think it's really about trust um, and within oneself, because we can look at it a couple of different ways. I mean, if we go holographically, they say that there's nothing outside of, of us but us, and everything is a reflection of what the energy we're emitting. So if I want to create a heaven on earth, I'm going to I think your mic cut out. Um, Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Now you're back. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, was I... Following the well, you're talking about the reflection. Pardon? You were talking about uh, what we create as a reflection of us. Yes. Um, if we go into the, like, kind of a little bit of quantum physics and energy, if everything is energy, we're energy. And what are we emitting? Are we emitting fear and anger and frustration or creativity and joy and gratitude. And in this, this time where people have um, more time in the sense that they haven't been going to work and, and there's you know, no commuting time or time home, what, what does make your heart sing? And what would you really like to do? Um, and then you can see the programs also come up. Oh, I could never do that. Yeah, but... Yeah, but, and then you start looking at, well, is that true? Why can't I do that? Who says I can't? Um, you know, things like that. So it's a great time here because it is, I mean, history has been repeating itself so many times over that we've been, it's like we've been stuck and now we get a chance to truly break free because um, we've got a lot of support, and it, but we have to do the, the work, and it's worth it. It really is worth it. Right. Well, I like that. So you, you were talking about um, we're exuding energy, and we need, uh, um, to paraphrase what you said, we need to see the quantum field with what we want, gratitude and love and compassion and whatnot. But... When our when our egos see such a uh, upheaval, such a storm of of uh, negative um, contextual conversation on social media, how do we how do we exist in all the negativity and yet still radiate gratitude? How do we, you know, what I mean, because so much of what our our eyes show us is not gratitude and compassion. I mean, it's almost like we have to generate it even though we're in the the dark of the storm. For me, I'm starting to go less and less on social media um, because I, I when I do go there, I, I when I get off, I can feel an anxiety sometimes or an irritation, and I'm like, is this how I want to feel? And I'll go out and do some deep breathing in nature to rebalance myself. But I'm finding, for me, I spend less time on social media. And if I do go there, I make sure that it's like become uh, non-attached. I just scroll, you know, see my friend's posts and go, wow, that's an interesting point of view. And don't take it on. That's, that's what I'm trying to do or have been doing. Right. 
Well, and sometimes I think when it gets us upset and we feel old dormant emotions come up to the surface, it's a time for us to perhaps recognize feelings that we haven't um, acknowledged in the past. Um, if you do see yourself having an emotional reaction to something, it's kind of like road rage. Road rage, mm-hmm. what I like so much about road rage, it's, it's such a black and white difference of um, no old energy and then boom, all this old energy raging. And until we um, purge that unresolved emotional energy in us, we're still pumping it into the quantum field. So sometimes it seems like it's an opportunity to um, recognize feelings within ourselves that we might not have given any attention to previously. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's sometimes a good place to start, to just with yourself. Why am I so angry at this? And, and you know, you start unraveling um, the hidden suppressed emotions and they can be released. And the more we release those heavier emotions, we become lighter. We become, that's when you can feel um, like tap into joy and gratitude so much easier. Um, because you don't have those filters of heavier emotions and thoughts in that. Right. Well, it's kind of like running out into the interstate traffic to develop our reflexes. (laughs) Not that extreme. Maybe not that extreme, but when we see upheaval and we see all this torment, it does give us an opportunity to... Um, see if, see how we're being triggered and what feelings are coming up. So in, in a way, it's kind of a, a deep cleanse, even though it seems so chaotic and stressful. That's, that's a good analogy. Um, and I feel it's, yeah, it's going to be a really good cleanse and we're going to, it's going to be better afterwards, you know, when you go through, when you do do a cleanse. Uh, you go through a couple of rough days and then it starts getting better and then you feel really great. So in your book, you talk about um, DNA. How does DNA come into this? Uh, the DNA is um, the base of our, our being, really. It's, um, it is... Well, evolution, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but of consciousness within ourselves that um, we haven't been able to access. And consciousness is raising, and the more we let go of those old emotion, emotional wounds and wounds and stories and triggers, as we raise our consciousness, our DNA gets activated, and all the information of our soul through all of its lifetime, the Akashic records, that's where they're stored in the DNA. So So it's a big piece of the soul. It is the soul, really, in a sense. This this vehicle that our DNA manifests, so to speak, this vehicle is changing as we're going through all this uh, turmoil. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It seems like something out of a sci-fi movie. One minute you're riding a, a golf cart, and the next minute you're on a ninja motorcycle. It's uh, the vehicle itself is go- is um, changing as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like the notion that you um, look at what's playing out as a game. Um, what made you come up with that um, analogy? Uh, of how it's playing out? Well, um, the game of life, uh, the game that we that um, we came here to learn, so to speak. I don't know. I guess, you know, all the things I've read or, or studied, and, and I just thought, well... <laughs> If we were created from 
you know, divine intelligence, source, God, creator, um, it wouldn't, you know, this just be a game? Um, it wouldn't be as real as we have made it or think it is. And, yeah, it's it's just something, it's just a different perspective. The, the veil of forgetting when we incarnated um, disconnected us from uh, of us knowing the truth of who we are as a timeless soul in a physical body. And you know, it, it can be such a challenging um, a challenging planet to live on when you're still disconnected and living in separation. Um, but what I like about your book is is the the scope of the perspective. I mean, your your book really looks at um, perhaps a much larger storyline that's unfolding, and I I think that can help people. Um, recognize what's happening on a much bigger scale and not take it so personally, if that makes sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yes, very much so. And I think there's a lot of people that have a knowingness, too, and they can't figure out what it is exactly. And I'm hoping that this plant seeds or makes a little connection of, oh, that makes sense, or I never thought of that that way. Right. Well, and from the from the perspective of the ego, where the ego is sees itself as separate, and then it looks at the the turmoil and the upheaval and the difficulty of what's unraveling right before its eyes. If your only perspective is that you're this flesh and bones, and and it's you against the world, so to speak. It can be very fatiguing. The the rate of depression and suicides going up because people just don't know how to process this stuff. What would you say to the uh, uh, people that are really stressing out with how this is playing out? Um, reach out. I mean, there's always um, someone that can help or, you know, there's groups or there's um, sometimes people just need to talk or, or, or vent um, because I know there is a lot of fear and, and that, and I, it's, it's a tough time for a lot of people, but I, I'm hoping that people are doing some research or stepping back and reanalyzing or starting to reach out to other ones um, because that's, we're really not separate from one another. We really, um, we need to create more community, so to say. Yeah, I like that. Create more community. The, I, I think people are recognizing the, the need for community. You know, it, with this pandemic, uh, so many of us are um, isolated. We're stuck at home. We're not going to work. We don't have the social dynamics of being in a company building with hundreds of people there that we chat with on a regular basis. We're staying at home. We're not interacting. And perhaps a lack of community is really showing itself um, to be recognized for what it is, uh, uh, isolated and um, um, kind of empty or shallow existence. It's, it is through that community then I, that, that um, brings a, a, a richness, a sense of support. It kind of dissolves the, the stigma of isolation, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. When also we can increase our self-love, then the feelings of separation and isolation also won't be as extreme because the more we can raise our vibration to the closer of more love, there is no separation of anything. 
Nice, I like that. Well, let's take a big step back and I mean, how did you how did you come into this in your life path? I mean, did you know at a young age that you were going to be immersed in this material or did you have a cosmic 2 by 4 crack you open? Tell I had that cosmic 2 by 4 <laughs> Well, tell us about that. I keep, uh, it was about three and a half years ago. It was right before Christmas. I came down for a two-week house sit here in Mexico. And uh, within the first seven days, my life got turned upside down. And it was like you... Girlfriend, you are here. We're taking away all distractions. You don't know a soul. You can't speak the language. And you're looking after pets that you need to stay put. And house sits just kept coming. They just kept coming. So I stayed and I went very deep diving into my own patterns and programs and did a lot of personal work. So that is relatively recently then. Yeah, I've been I've been doing things for about 20 years. I started with Reiki and crystals and all that, but um, I wasn't really paying attention to the core stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you did get cracked open. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> it seems like if we ignore it, the longer we ignore it, the bigger the two by four is. Would you say? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, because I, I got a couple of snacks, and I went, oh, yeah, okay. But then, yeah, the Cosmic 2 by 4 game. <laughs> well, so um, if you were to talk to your previous self before the Cosmic 2 by 4 I mean, knowing what you know now, what, what would you say to somebody that hasn't had the Cosmic 2 by 4 yet I mean, how do you recognize? What are the signs that say, "Hey, pay attention," or you're gonna, we're gonna get a bigger stick until until this works? I mean, what would you say to your previous selves? Um, not to take things so seriously, but to love yourself even more. And one of, um, I think it was Bruce Lipton that uh, talked about this. if you cross your left foot over the other foot standing up and then your right arm over and you give yourself a big hug and then you undo that and do it the other way, you actually cross the hemispheres in your brain and it helps balance you out, but it, you, you feel you can give yourself a big hug and love yourself and it, it feels really nice. Well, very nice. That's what I, um, that's what I, I spend time doing now, so... <laughs> Well, I like it. I mean, um, what you're doing is an inside job. I mean, the cosmic two-by-four is to wake us up to ourselves, really. Yes, very much so. So um, this is your first book, is that right? Um, it's my first book like this. I've done recipe books, a yoga book, but this is my first story book, yes. Do you see more books coming down the pike? I don't know. I'll just take it one day at a time. It just might pop out of nowhere again. <laughs> All right. Um, so tell us about your platform so you've written this book um do you provide uh services to people um tell us about your modality um at the moment i don't um i just have the book and the other books i'm moving more into art now but um people can go to the landing page, uh, there's the ebook and the Kindle book. And with the ebook, well, I guess this is one of the, what I'm helping is Operation Underground uh, Railroad is to help, um, I'm raising money to donate to them because they're helping to uh, stop human trafficking, rescue children, and then ongoing support therapy and what they need. So that is um, my give back from the book. Right. So now 
Um, what's the the web page for the book itself? It is a story of our souls dot com. And they can, anyone can download the first three chapters for free and see if they if it's the books of interest. And then you have a web page for yourself. I do. It's just jodyburke.com. I'm going to ask you to spell that. It's Jody with an I, J-O-D-I-B-U-R-K-E. Dot com. Very nice. Well, I think you've written a very, very nice book. Um, and the reason I say that is, I've, I've mentioned it before in this conversation, is, is um, it really takes a, a, a broad yet in-depth look at the storyline that's playing out um, in the collective, the, the shadow side or the dark ones, if you will, um, the mechanics of the um, stage or hologram or matrix that it's all playing out on. And then you also look at us as individuals, or, or rather look at us as souls um, incarnating as, quote, individuals. And uh, um, I just, I was just impressed by the, how comprehensive it was, uh, uh, such a, uh, a well-rounded and yet in-depth look at this, this um, narrative, this epic change of humanity on the planet. I mean, um, I really commend you for writing a, a very wonderful book. Thank you. I appreciate that. What kind of responses have you gotten from people? People have enjoyed it. Um, people have, some of them have said, wow, that really came together for me. You answered questions, you connected the dots, and other people kind of went, whoa. There's a lot more to life than I realize. <laughs> if you don't swim in that pond, and then it, it's your first glimpse of the bigger storyline, it can, it can seem overwhelming, can't can't it? Yes, yes. And there's there's been a few people that just haven't gotten it, and that's okay. You know, we're all on our own journey. Well, you can't. You can't receive it unless you're ready to. I mean, if 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 you've been living within the matrix, so to speak, and that's your only sense of quote reality, and then a book like this comes along and cracks it wide open, it can be a lot to take in. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I I think that bigger picture can be um, it can be a sense of comfort in this chaos if if we look at our lives as souls that chose to be here at this time that literally chose to come into this karmic tsunami and and we don't take our lives as um, so personal as a an ego that can be offended, an ego that can be afraid, and and we really see ourselves as souls. I think that your that your book maybe after the initial um, shock or impact of the scope of the storyline that's playing out can can really bring us a sense of uh, I was going to say comfort, but um, once you get it and you figure out what your life purpose is, I think it can really excite you and animate you to really fulfill your life purpose with a sense of excitement and passion. What do you think? Yes, I think uh, it would be awesome if that's what started happening more and more and more. Well, I think your book is conducive to that. Um, 
so I hope so. What, what's uh, what's your sense of how this is going to play out? I know that's a big question, but do you have any uh, glimpses or insights about these next chapters of our human story? I get the sense that um, a lot of truths are going to come out that have been hidden and suppressed, um, like technologies that, you know, cure cancer and the truth of really who, you know, how our governments work and the banking system. Um, And it's going to shock people. It may anger people. And that's why it's also, I think, more important for us to to try and stay in a place of compassion and gratitude and let people, uh, that might be their cosmic two by four. And um, once we move through that, it's going to get better. It's going to be much better because um, more and more people will be waking up to the levels of corruption and with that comes a higher vibration. And we can, um, once we get through it, I believe, I truly feel we'll be able to create heaven on earth. Right. That it'll actually get easier and easier as the the vibration of the collective consciousness raises. The journey becomes easier. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But I, I can really see that people would raise an eyebrow and say, yeah, right, look at this tsunami, <laughs> look at this circus that's going on, it's supposed to get easier? I mean, what would you say to that? I I, I don't know. I just I, I feel it will. I, it, it will. And some people might not wake up, and that's, again, their journey. And But I think it will. I agree with you. I think it will, too. It's some, um, anytime you go through change, it's such a vast level. Um, everything's mm-hmm. got to get, everything incongruent's got to get turned on its head if we're going to have congruency. Everything that's out of yes. harmony with the nature of life um, has to get turned over in order for us to get back into harmony with the nature of life. So I, even though this change seems so... Um, chaotic at times I, I think it's um, it's doing a wonderful job at waking people up and opening their eyes to a, a much deeper storyline absolutely absolutely so who do, um, who do you see this uh, book as uh, being written for who was your audience when you were writing it You know, um, I didn't think about that when I got the download, but I guess as I was writing it, um, well, you know, maybe it was a little manual of something I wish I had (laughs) as I was going through the different stages. Right. Oh, I like that. It's like you wrote it for yourself, but... um, you might have liked it a few years earlier, but yet here it is. So um, it's a nice, it's a nice manual. I like the the notion of a manual for understanding the the turbulence of the time we're living in now. I like that. Yeah. So. Where's humanity going? I mean, what does heaven on earth look like? What kind of changes are we going to see in our future? I believe that we're going to see more transparency. Um, we're going to uh, more people are going to be able to follow their hearts and live from a place of um, creating some joy, like loving what they do instead of having to go to work for money. Um, Who knows if money will be part of the future. There will be more compassion, non-judgment. There will be more of a lightness. I think it will be more fun and playful. And I think everybody would appreciate that. So 
how has this material, I mean, so, so you've downloaded this book and you've ingested the material yourself. How has it changed your own perspective of, of your life? Um, the work I've done and in, in that I am just in a place that I am so happy and content inside. I mean, house-sitting for three and a half years, I've stayed in beautiful places. I've met amazing people, but I've also lived out of a suitcase. So I got to appreciate what I've had. Um, it just, yeah, the gratitude there is higher. Um, I do think now I really try to choose from a, would this bring me joy? Or I mean, there's things you, I have to do, but it's like, do I really want to do that? No, no, I don't want to. Okay, and I don't feel guilty. I don't make an excuse. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's more fun. And I don't attach to stories. Well, I like that. Do you, you see that trend uh, continuing? Oh, absolutely. I, I see it getting better and better. That's kind of what we were talking about, the future getting better and better, and you're experiencing it on a personal level. I like that. Yes. Yes, and the well, more and more that we... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was more. just going to say the more that more of us do that, I mean, you know, it's. I can't imagine. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think it's going to be more fun than we can imagine, and uh, um, it, it's an exciting time to be alive. Well, an hour can go by pretty fast. Yeah, you, you have any closing thoughts for our audience? Um, I just wish everyone really well, and just you know, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. It matters what's going on inside of you. So always try to, you know, if you don't get caught up in something, take a couple of deep breaths, take a deep step back, and just know that it's going to be fine. It's going to get better. Well, very nice. Um, Jody. I've really enjoyed having you on the show. I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I want to compliment you on a on a wonderful book and how timely it is for your book coming out. Thanks for being our guest tonight. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it too, and I thank you a lot. This has been great. We've been talking with Jody Burke, and the topic tonight has been the name of her book, A Story of Our Souls Remembering Love. What an exciting time to be alive, huh? What a... What a compelling chapter of our human story, if you will. Um, I don't think Epic quite says it profoundly enough. It's it's such a uh, full spectrum of our of our human narrative of our of our human story, and here you are living it out. These are the days. These are the days. The, these years. This next decade will show us change like we've never seen in thousands of years of our human history, and you're living it. You're living it. It's it's perhaps one of the most incredible stories playing out in the galaxy. Um, Again, I really enjoyed Jody's book. I, I... I totally suggest you taking a look at it and see if it resonates with you. I think it might help you connect the dots. Um, I want to thank you as listeners for tuning in to the New Human Living Radio Show. Uh, We're rounding 10 years on this show. It's always a pleasure. I, I love bringing you episodes that... Um, help you in your journey, help you step up to your life. I'm your host, Les Jensen. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, 
the new age of power at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.